Hello everyone, this is Sunny Goklani. Welcome to the new episode of the Sunny Point Investing Podcast and today we're going to talk about the Chinese tech companies. So, this will be covering investing into these companies and why I am talking about this now. So, the reasons for it. Um you may be someone who have invested in them for a long period of time, in which case you'd be really happy or you may have not even heard of them and somewhere in between. In all those cases, This episode is going not into too much detail into any of one of them but giving you the whole landscape of where we are and which companies I'm adding now and why. So the reason why we're talking about Chinese tech companies now is because uh because of the recent talk between US and China about ter- trade wars and tariffs all the chinese stocks have taken a big hit including the stock market of china is down about 20% from the start of the year which is uh, about bear market now and consequently all the uh chinese companies which are listed in US and um the chinese companies that are listed in Hong Kong for example who have ADRs here um all of those companies have also taken a hit in stock price now whenever i'm saying chinese companies in this case i mean um the companies who have been established in china and do most of their business in china so because this uh, of this recent pullback i think we're getting a, an opportunity to look into buying some long term growth stories at a discount um to give you a little bit of background if you see the largest of the tech companies that we will be talking about in this uh, episode if you look at their returns over the long period of time uh we'll be talk the top 3 companies we'll be talking about is Alibaba, Baidu and Tencent so Alibaba came into um the US markets in 2014 it did its IPO at $80 now it's at 180 so about 4 years it has more than doubled and it was almost till 220 and it come back to 180 now if you look at um Baidu it was like if you look at five year returns it was about 134 in 2013 and now it's at 220 and uh, it actually doubled uh, earlier this year like from 134 and now it pulled back to 220 and if you look back further Baidu was a $5 stock in 2006. Yes. Uh so it's come a long way. It has made a lot of people a lot of money in all the growth that is uh in the exponential growth the China has seen especially in the internet market. And the third company we're looking at is Tencent. Um the stock is now trading at about like the ADR is now trading about $47. It was at 60 earlier this year. It is now pulled back to 47. Uh, if you look at 5 years before it was at $13 so it is more than uh tripled almost quadrupled earlier this year and if you go back to 2009 the stock was at $1 yes $1 to 47 so any of the giant tech companies you've seen a pretty handsome return over the long period in the whole um exponential rise of the middle class and the internet spread and spending in China But then again there have also been companies that have um uh just painted the rosy picture and have not done well and the competition has been very very 
um, fears in Chinese tech companies. So this is the landscape. I just wanted to give you a background of how the long-term returns are and why we are focusing on them now, which is because the Chinese stocks and the economy, not necessarily the economy, but the markets has taken a hit due to the tariff concerns. So there are valid concerns, but we feel that in the long-term growth stories, which have generated strong returns, there is an opportunity now to add some more. So in the following segment, we'll talk about which companies I'm very impressed by and what um, distribution of my investments I'm putting into them and suggesting you to. So just before coming to the companies, let us also review the Chinese uh, internet tech landscape as it is today. So as we all know, uh, China is the largest populated country on earth and um, the, the with the spread of the middle class and the rise of the middle class now what we're seeing what we have been seeing over the last five ten years is the explosion in the number of people that are reaching internet and using it in a different ways so as per estimates again these are all rough estimates from different sources and different points in time so they should not be um, used to create a pie chart at the same point in time, but overall there are about 775 million uh, active users on that have been using internet now. So this just look at it in terms of how huge the market is versus uh, about 330 million, which is the population of whole US. So this number keeps growing. The 777 sorry 772 million. Um, active internet users in China and this is a huge population with increasing discretionary spending and increasing income so there is a lot of market to be taken in different sectors Um, and when we see the verticals that exist in Chinese tech market especially like internet the big verticals that exist now is number one search number two e-commerce number three social networking number four video and video gaming and number five are the new businesses like food delivery and other many other areas of lines of interest that has um, that have that are emerging right now so like live streaming and others we'll talk about Um, when we talk about companies now there are three large companies which have super dominant position in Chinese internet market these collectively are also known as BAT, uh, like B-A-T, which is standing for Alibaba, Baidu, and Tencent. So B for uh, Baidu, A for Alibaba, and T for Tencent. Out of these three, Alibaba and Tencent are almost equal giants, and um, Baidu by size is less, but they three collectively conquer the internet tech market in China. So Baidu is the leader in search, Alibaba is the biggest leader in e-commerce, and Tencent is the biggest leader in social and video gaming. Um, And then everything else, all the new businesses, all emerging players are all in a way either partly owned by these three or uh, have been uh, put on the sidelines by these three. So there are many other companies that I also like. For example, we'll talk about Weibo or um, uh, recent upcoming Momo, which are like live streaming services. Weibo is like the other Twitter version of China. So and YY, uh, which is which says it's the Facebook version of China. So there are many other companies, but on the whole, this is the 772 million 
um, active users market, which is a whole on a whole Chinese tech market, and out of that there are different verticals uh, like search, e-commerce, social video, and other businesses. And these three companies, BAT, are the ones who have been conquering this uh, landscape, and they have such strong competitive positions now that any new entrant that comes in, one of these players either buys them out or buys some stake or just um, copies their whatever their new company is doing and puts them out of the business or um, cuts prices so these are the three companies which are very strong we'll talk about each of them on why um, clearly i'm putting money on which of them and then i'll introduce you to a couple more names that i'm also betting on to be bigger names in the future but so we'll talk about those companies in the coming segment Let's start with Tencent. So Tencent um, and Alibaba are the two companies that I've seen one of the best venture capital investments of all time. Let's start with Tencent. So Naspers, an investment group in South Africa, invested when Tencent was in very nascent stages, right? In 2001, it invested $32 million to have like one third of Tencent, right? At that time, uh, Tencent was a tiny company and its value was about $100 million in the private market. And since then, that $32 million stake today is worth guess how much? So the whole Tencent now is worth about $450 billion, and that $32 million stake now is worth about $150 billion. This goes down into the history as one of the best venture capital investments. What has Tencent does right in that time? A lot of things. So including, if you include WeChat, um, the WhatsApp-like instant messages app platform that Tencent has created, and QQ, and which is another platform, and all the video game businesses that um, Tencent is involved in. It'll, it also includes ownership in, for example, a game that has put out uh, Epic Games, which has now put out Fortnite. But in China, it rules the video game market, and it, it rules the uh, social media market, and it has actually built WeChat, the platform, to technically let users do anything and everything they would want to do on that uh, instant messaging platform. So that um, QQ and WeChat put together today have 938 million active users with overlapping users. That is almost 1 billion people in a single country. So think of how strong that positioning is. And with that strong platform, uh, the company has still a long way to go to monetize that platform and it is now forming different partnerships with different companies to offer different services through their platforms and it still continues to be the dominant player in the video gaming business and looking forward to spread its business across the world now so this business is now available as i said for 450 billion dollars the stock is at about 47 dollars it is corrected down from 60. Uh, if you look at the earnings it is now trading at about 25 times forward earnings which is really really cheap um, if you do believe that the company will keep growing at the rate it's growing now, which is not entirely possible, but we'll see how it goes. So for now, the reason I mentioned that, not entirely possible, because if you look at the last two, three years, it's 
been growing revenues at the clip of 40 to 60 percent so think of a company as giant as half a trillion dollars and is growing um its revenues at 40 to 60 percent uh so again like facebook it might see slowdown in some point in time it may not always go this way but it's growing its revenues so fast its earnings are growing a little bit slower like 20 to 30 percent a year um because they're sacrificing near-term profits and in- increasingly investing in the new business lines that we talked about but still about 40 percent 50 percent increase in revenues at least this last some years even if it slows down and goes to 20 30 percent they have a lot of monetization to do and they can um, reduce their investment going forward as they see the returns and still a 20 30 percent strong growth story and more than just the growth of 20 30 percent what i'm really looking at the increase in the strength of its competitive position in the market is so strong that you can bank on its current investments being uh, returns being generated as more sustainable so we put that together in a 25 times forward that's a pretty um decent investment at this point in time and that's why um i'm giving the biggest stake to tencent at this point along with alibaba which has an equal stake so let's talk about alibaba uh, alibaba does the e-commerce uh, through a lot of different platforms including b- uh, business to consumer business to business and it acts as a single platform like an online mall which allows for a lot of people to sign up and sell through alibaba to its customers the way it recognizes revenue um, is very different from amazon and the reason why uh, it its net profit margin is really really high of Alibaba because it doesn't count the whole um, value uh, it doesn't count the value of the goods sold as revenue it counts the um, amount that of the cut that it takes so it depends on the take rate and Alibaba itself is growing revenues again at 40 to 50 percent. They were projected to grow at 30 to 40 and they've been surprising last couple years on the upside. They're also developing like all of these companies that I'm talking about. If you look at their charts of investments and the holdings they hold, they're like very complex right now. I'm simplifying what the major lines of businesses are, but they have investments in almost every line of growing business so alibaba primarily is an e-commerce company with all the things that i talked about and the platform for b2c and c to c customers but it also uh, is developing its cloud platform it's also just developing uh, the cloud platform for alibaba is growing at 100 percent year on year it, it has an entertainment business which is growing um, but all of the other businesses at this point are loss making on the net level on the bottom line and the growing business is e-commerce so it continues to grow at 40 to 50 percent even if it slows down as i said we can't know when it the growth goes still at this pace but even if it slows down to 20 to 30 percent the bottom line growth is still about a healthy 30 percent and unless the slowdown is happening right now i think it's a pretty cheap deal at 22 times forward earnings where the stock is trading now at 180 it is down from 220 so i'm taking a stake in alibaba and in tencent uh let's talk the third which i think i like a little bit less than the other two amongst the top three stocks so baidu is the giant in search um in china but the 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 strength of baidu is pretty evident in its market share which is about 60 to 75 percent if you refer different sources but it's not as strong as google is in us for example so google trounces search in us about 90 percent share which is very different from china which is like three to four players still baidu is the strongest one but what i'm trying to say is outside of search it does not have a lot of um 
other or new businesses it's working on autonomous cars uh, artificial intelligence in automobiles and other sectors but still um, the way Alibaba and Tencent have network capabilities like Alibaba can use their e-commerce to um, profits to to develop the more newer businesses that it's doing the way Tencent can use its social networking platforms to find uh, form partnerships with various other companies and different businesses including its investments in so many other companies and different businesses uh, Baidu is kind of in a side doing its own thing and building up search um, also there was a recent threat of Google entering China again which is not a certain thing for sure but we'll see how it goes but it's definitely not as strong in a competitive position but if you look at the size again Baidu is also um, about 80 billion dollars worth so it's not as big as Alibaba and Tencent so as far as this market goes, I'm sure that over the long term, there would be more companies that we'll talk about in the next segment, which will yield higher percentage returns with the smaller companies. Um, but I think Alibaba and Tencent are the ones that I would go with for now, the biggest uh, investments, because not because they would yield the highest returns, but because their competitive position is so strong in the market now that they have more dependable return and they have much more ways to earn out of it beyond their core business right now so those were my reviews of the top three companies the bad companies saying that i'm very much um equally invested now in alibaba and tencent which is the highest um, allocation i'm giving baidu i'm not that excited by but it does have more opportunity in terms of market cap growth so there's where i stand on these three and in the next segment let's talk about uh, two, three more companies that I am looking at, which are not a huge, but have really exciting opportunities ahead of them. So some other companies now that have, um, I think, pretty exciting opportunities in front of them, and if they execute pretty well, they have, um, they could offer higher returns. We'll talk about them one by one, not again in too much detail, but let's walk through them. So first of all is jd.com which is now what people refer to as more in line and in sync with what amazon's model is than alibaba so jd.com is focused on um, electronics and other goods from business to customers and um, it is also well known for managing its logistics uh, pretty heavily and pretty efficiently and it also offers one day delivery for now in for example in many cities so they've been increasing the revenues pretty swift as well like 30 to 40 percent um, over like a lot of years and have been taking a good amount of share from Alibaba again growth uh, they're taking a share of growth in Alibaba, not really sacrificing Alibaba. So it's a growing market, and everybody's um, trying to have a, a growing buy in a bigger market, in a growing market itself. So JD.com, um, the the market cap is about 51 million, 52, sorry, 52 billion right now, which if you look at the sales, which are expected to be like 55 or 60 billion uh, in the coming year it looks like it's cheap based on the sales again um, you can't technically look at it independently in terms of sales because the business model is very different so alibaba's profit margin is pretty high and jd's.com says not so one reason that i 
um, I like JD.com is slightly less. It's because of this profit margin. So right now the company doesn't generate a lot of money, but it's saying that it's basically investing in the infrastructure, which would pay off. But again, there have been a lot of companies which we've seen that, like VIP Shop, which I liked once, but they're a flash sale player in the Chinese market, and they kept saying the same thing, that they kept growing revenues, and they kept investing, and their profits did not did never show up as much. And they kept saying it for long till they lost their competitive position, and now their sales have started to slow down too. So I'm not saying JD.com will go that way, but I definitely like companies who are generating profits right now so that I can see that even after the investments they're making, it is a profit-generating machine, which JD.com is not. But looking at the market and how fast e-commerce market is growing and how fast the potential is growing, definitely JD.com has a huge potential. One thing that I did not mention about Alibaba is that they're also building the new concept of um, online to offline. Look at HEMA, H-E-M-A, the store concept that they're trying. It will blow your mind. Just try the new retail concept. Search it on YouTube and you'll see videos. It will blow your mind how they are creating new retail stores where you just walk through and you can pick ingredients and the food you like even before um, walking to the food aisle. It's all virtual reality and you can pick clothes, for example. You can um, see in the mirror how they look on you. And by the time you're out, it's all checked out. And if in case it's food in 30 minutes, it's delivered to your home. 30 minutes, like, it's crazy. So um, I'm going off track here, but definitely look at what Alibaba is doing with this new retail concept. Again, spending a lot of money now, don't making money on that. But even after making all that investments, it is profitable. Unlike JD.com, which me, brings me back to the name. So that's one name. The second name that I like is Weibo. Weibo is owned, uh, like, it has a ownership stake by Sina, which is another company which we're not going to talk about right now. So Weibo is uh, also known as the Twitter of China, and it has about 400 million users. Um, also, let me sidetrack to number of users for Alibaba and Baidu that I did not mention first. So I did mention that uh, the whole market is about 772 million users and Alibaba has about 580 million active users. That tells you how much share it has. Baidu has about 400 uh, million active users. Uh, again, I know I'm, I should have mentioned this before, but um, coming back, Weibo also has about 430 million active users as per the latest report. What does that say is even though Weibo is smaller in size, it is about 20 billion market cap now, the stock is about 80, and it has to prove much more in terms of monetization. It is doing a really good job over the last two, three years, but you know, as a service, I would say e-commerce and um, social network are much more central to the society than uh, just as like Facebook is more central to our usage than Twitter in US, right? Um, if you look at Facebook, the total active users um, for the whole world are 2.2 billion versus Twitter, which is about 300 million or something. So you might say that there is potential limit um, to Weibo, to Weibo's growth, and we don't know when that limit hits yet. But the rate at which it's growing its user base now and the activity generated is, um, it's pretty impressive. The engagement is was down as they reported last week, but 
the monthly active users are growing pretty fast. It's a pretty strong position with the number of users they have, and they're growing monetization pretty quickly. So Weibo is another name which has a more potential in terms of percentage of return because it's a $20 billion business, and the monetization is just picking up. The third company that I was looking at was Momo, which is a live streaming thing. Um, live streaming of um, businesses pretty of of different artists and creators is getting really popular in China and it has about 100 million users, active users. The reason that I'm not suggesting though is because I've read different reports on how the platform is not used for really uh, very good ways. There are are many misuses of the system and as someone who is not in China and as someone who cannot judge the platform itself, I cannot use that app myself. Um, I tried to download it from the Play Store, but I wasn't able to. So given that I cannot like do it myself, I would stay away from names that are not as well uh, known. Because you might never know when the Chinese um, government decides to go against uh, some app because they're not good for the economy or the country or on a whole. Um, this I can say that like Alibaba's business is actually lowering costs and increasing convenience for everyone and Alibaba is involved in building a lot of infrastructure in China uh, and logistics systems in China so government will definitely support them versus any platform like Momo in which different activities might happen that might not be supported by the government. Even uh, Baidu has gone through these problems last year, last to last year there was a crackdown on the kind of ads Baidu was doing, which really led to the stock having a lull for two years. And I would stay away from the name, but if you're looking at um, the opportunity on valuation, it barely trades at like 10 to 12 times forward earnings, and it is also growing its um, revenues and earnings at about 20 to 30% clip. So on the whole, if I look at the valuations, I'd be like, oh my god, this stock is really cheap right now. I should buy it right away. But it is cheap for some reason, which is um, kind of the fishy ways the platform is being used and how much you believe it without having any insider information or being a user yourself, right? Like insider, in this case, I mean like the inside the consumer base. You're not a consumer. For, so all of these services, we're just judging it from the outside, right? So that was JD.com. That was Weibo. That is um, Momo. And then... There is another one that I want to introduce you is iQIYI, which is a symbol IQ, which is being increasingly known as the Netflix of China, um, which was actually a spin-off from Baidu. And it has a really uh, attractive opportunity in terms of it grew users this month, sorry, this quarter. I think it was like a 70 to 80% clip. Now they have 67 million active users. Um, So... Compare that to Netflix, which is growing users at like 20 to 25% clip, and it has about 130 million active users. So Netflix is now worth about $150 billion, and you see IGE is worth about $20 billion. So it has a long roadmap if it just if it does become eventually um, uh, as successful. So in number of users, IGE has a larger opportunity because as we look at the other successful platforms, right? Alibaba and Tencent and Weibo, Baidu, all have 400 million plus uh, active users. So if IG's services become as central to the consumer's life as the others are, it probably has a lot more runway than Netflix has. But again, there is a reason. 
it is much younger company we shouldn't really say that everybody will become netflix right i mean there is a lot of competition and again as i said it is really really tough to compete in a growing market in china if you're not the top 3 so for example tencent is going big in tencent video tencent video is now actually the second most um, use active video platform so tencent is putting a lot of resources to own video alibaba also is um has a lot of video platforms and is investing a lot into entertainment so the profitability of alibaba and tencent is much more than it looks on paper because they're investing in many increasingly um growing business like video so again coming back to ige a very good platform um but Netflix for example had almost no competition in US right um in terms of there was no serious player now Disney is trying to ramp it up but uh China definitely at least Alibaba and Tencent are huge competition um so with that there are other companies that we're not talking about because this can go on and on and on like we could do hours and hours uh like YY um and there are many other companies but to keep this short let's come back and review the companies that we've talked about before the final segment in which I'll say how am I dividing my investments so reviewing the companies that we've talked about after the after discussing the internet landscape we discussed the three the top three which is bat alibaba baidu and tencent and then we talked about different investments that might have more opportunity percentage wise in returns but are a little less um dependable because they don't have a strong moat right now so these are jd.com, Weibo, Momo, um then we talked about which one was the last one we talked about? Mm, we did not talk about YY, CMCM and others uh, including VIP shop. The uh, IG, IG was the last one we talked about. So good. So these are the companies we talked about and in the last segment I'll give you how I'm approaching this in terms of portfolio allocation. So now again moving far from companies and more on the bigger picture on the portfolio scale um on a whole I would like to say that I would not want to suggest and also myself I don't invest more than 10% in Chinese companies on a whole of the portfolio now there is a lot of opportunities you might say like if you look at the US companies again large companies are actually going pretty fast but other than that um there's not a lot of growth seen in many sectors if you compare that to um like industries for example they grow at gdp rate and a little bit faster but not too much and if you compare then contrast that with the growth opportunity that chinese tech companies have you might think that we should allocate more but while all of that is rosy um the picture of revenue and earnings growth potential there are also many risks involved for example you'd never know what the chinese government does right so the communist party can have a lot more to do with these businesses than you might think their actions might impact how the businesses work how they function what things they can do what they cannot do um and again the owning structure the ownership structure the vic's of many uh of the listed companies in us are controversial to say the least uh people say they you cannot really trust to have ownership of the business of the companies just because you own shares and but again if you kept believing them you've lost all the gains in the whole past many years so i wouldn't believe them 
for sure and just stay away but i would also limit my exposure to 10% of the portfolio because of the risks that I mentioned and many other risks, for example, the currency evaluation. You don't know really the competitive landscape there because you're not living there, you're not a consumer of the products and things like on and on and on. So what I'm doing is if I had to allocate like 10% of my portfolio, what I'm do- I would suggest doing and I am doing myself is I would put 3% and 3% in Alibaba and Tencent because Again, as I said, they might not offer the highest percentage returns, but these are the strongest competitive players ever in any um, growth market at the size of China that I've seen. So Alibaba and Tencent, over the long run, they would still dominate the market. Um, they're trying to own all the growth verticals, and they've invested in many other Asian companies outside of China as well. So they have the best chance as on scaling their core competencies and growing into other markets as well. So 3% and 3% equal in Alibaba and Tencent. I would not try to pick a winner here. Between the two, Jack Ma, who's the, uh, who was the CEO before, but he still rules the philosophy of uh, Alibaba is a really, really big reason. Again, we don't have the time to go in now. Maybe we'll do a different episode on him, but but Jack Ma is basically one of my all-time great heroes in business. So, And similar goes with this founder stories at Tencent. I really respect the leadership there. So if you look at both of them, um, I think they stand out. The management team at these, both these companies stand out to me so far away that I would put 60% of my investments in these two. Then I would suggest um, picking three companies where you could invest your one, one, one percent each, uh, which could be a chance for like higher profits down the road. So you're taking a bet and you're taking a long shot. So if it pays off, it pays off really well. But if not, you don't really lose a lot of investment. Uh, you can pick and choose your own three companies out of your own research. But at this point, I'm going with uh, putting 1% in Baidu. Again, I'm like downscaling Baidu from versus the other two, which I'm putting 3%. But at this point, I would pick 1% could be Baidu, 1% could be JD.com, and 1% could be Weibo. So... Um, that all adds up to 9%, right? And then you'll ask, like, where's the last 1%? And I'll just leave that in terms of if some um, other stocks that we looked at, like IG, if they drop too much, I'll invest in it. But at this valuation, I'm kind of content with it. Or if these stocks drop m- much more, because we'd never know, actually, when this trade uh, tariff and talks will settle down. So these stocks might be falling further from here. So I'll leave a little bit cash to invest more. But at the end of the day, I would want this <clears throat> to look at it like 3% each for Alibaba and Tencent and 1% each for like two or three or four bets that you pick to choose. And I think that gives you a very good mix of stability, um, a very good ownership of the competitive position in a very strong and growing market, uh, which is also protected from external competitors like outside China competitors. And then you also own shots at the companies you believe in. And you may actually know of any other company that have higher potential than like IGE or Weibo, like I talked about. In which case, uh, definitely leave a comment in the podcast, um, wherever you're listening, and let us know. And I'll look into it further, and I'll do my own research, and maybe that has a higher potential. But on a whole, this was the episode on why I'm suggesting buying now. And I hope I have explained like a basic introduction of the landscape of the, t- the top three bat companies, and three to four other companies that I'm looking at, and uh, coming back to the portfolio. 
how I am dividing those. So I hope this episode was helpful. If you have any comments, if you have any questions, again, we did not go into detail in any one of them. So, of course, if you're actually investing in any of these companies, you might have a lot of questions. So leave the comment below in whatever podcast platform you're listening to or reach out to me on social media, anywhere you see, and I'll be glad to take this conversation further and hope this was helpful in your investment decision-making as well. So thank you. Thank you for listening. And I hope I gave you something to think about. See you.